1: Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places
2: with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.
1: On the Memphis Tigers Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is Inside Memphis Athletics, the official podcast of the Memphis Tigers. Now, here's Jeff Brightwell.
3: Hello and welcome to our first edition of Inside Memphis Athletics Podcast where each week we'll have a variety of episodes for Memphis fans to enjoy from recaps to previews, analysis from the Tigers broadcast crew and Memphis media as well as interviews of staff, coaches, athletes and alumni and plenty more. So let's get started as we look back at last week's game. It was another instant classic between Memphis and UCF, but this time the Tigers stopped a 13-game skid to the Knights to improve to 2-1 overall and 1-1 in the American. Memphis found itself playing catch-up for most of the game, trailing by as many as 21 late in the first half. The Tigers began to make their move in the third. With DeMonte Coxie not playing, redshirt freshman Javon Ivory was thrust into the lineup after a Cam Wilson score to close the gap to 13, Ivory would get the Tigers to within a score.
1: Same formation, six in the box, all up front for UCF. Low snap taken by Brady. Throwing, right corner, end zone, caught, touchdown, Tigers. That's Javon Ivory, and
3: we've got a game. After the game, Ivory talked about getting the start on short notice. Really just to keep, my, keep myself level-headed and just be Keep the preparation that we had because, I mean, we all had the same role that we are going to be able to play. I just had to step up and just be me, not try to be nobody else and just play my role. Midway through the fourth, Memphis trailed 43-39 and on a crucial fourth and three, red shirt freshman Taj Washington came up big.
1: Receivers to the right side, H-back on the left side, Watkins in at running back, fourth down and three. From the 43 Here's a shovel pass inside It's going to pick up a first down and more To the 40 Makes a man miss 35-30 Free race now 20 15-10 Out of bounds at the 5-yard line What a call What a play Taj Washington And the Tigers have a first and goal Inside the auto zone red zone At about the five-yard line. What a tremendous play call. They knew what they wanted to do. They did it.
3: Washington talked earlier this week about his work as a true freshman leading up to this season. Uh,
1: last year on the road, I was very attentive
2: to DBs, coverages, and just overall the scheme of things and seeing how things go. And uh, it carried over this year by like knowing how things go, knowing how things are supposed to be. And... Putting us in a better position to succeed
3: with only 529 left the tigers again found themselves down two scores but would strike twice in the last 341 first with the Kyle watkins 22 yard score and redshirt junior calvin austin with the go-ahead touchdown
1: they send a man in motion the receiver left and here's brady rolling left throwing left into the end zone Caught! touchdown and Memphis for the first time today has the lead. It's fifty to forty-nine. Oh, what a great
3: play! What a great play! Calvin Austin talked about the game winner. Well, we had the play called up. We had
2: a little a little out route toward the uh, front pylon, and um, Javon ran a great route. Ran the ran the perfect route to um, free me up. And Brady threw a nice low ball where only I could be, be be able to catch it. So, really, it was just the trust that everybody had in each other, from the coaches to the players. Everybody had a trust in each other that no one was saying, give me the ball right here, give me the ball right here. We knew that the coaches were going to call the play, and we had many of players that could execute. And
1: all we had to do was just go out and execute.
3: However, it wasn't over as UCF would march downfield to set up a final 40-yard field goal attempt
1: a sophomore from Chandler, Arizona. They'll put the ball down at the 30, middle of the field. It'll be a 40-yard attempt. It comes down to this with 24 ticks left. Crowd making as much noise as it can. Here we go. Snap down, kick on the way. And it is no good! He missed it! He missed it! And the U of M, is gonna break the losing streak listen to the crowd why don't you listen to this crowd 13 games in a row say goodbye this classic when you were down by 21 is gonna end up a memphis w 50 to 49 one snap that's all you gotta take you'll take the knee and you'll be two and one and look at this UCF two and two, but one and two in, in the American Athletic Conference. What a game! The ten thousand five hundred fifty-four. They're going to remember this one for a long time.
3: Well, Brady White would take home American Co-Offensive Player of the Week honors after going thirty-four for fifty for four hundred eighty-six yards and six touchdown passes, including a rushing touchdown. Memphis made the biggest comeback in school history with that 50-49 win. We talked about the game with Coach Ryan Silverfield on Monday night's Coaches Show.
2: Move the ball down the field initially uh, the way we wanted to. Obviously an untimely fumble by Dreek Clark, who uh, made up for it and had a great game the rest of the day. Uh, but, you know, like I said, we can't turn the ball over. It you know, comes back to bite us in the tail every time. But, uh, you know, at least we we knew we were able to hang. You know, the defense, uh, you know, gave up some explosives early, but, yeah, you know, again, we felt like we were uh, tooth and nail right there at the beginning of it.
3: Go into the second quarter, Robinson uh, from Gabriel for 43 yards, and then Williams breaks that that little bubble out there for 85 yards. They go up 20 to seven before you're able to respond.
2: Yeah, I'm not uh, like I said, we've got to continue to find a way to limit those big plays. Right, the bubble pass that's going for 85 yards. That's uh, those can be backbreakers, and uh, we know how great UCF's offense is. Uh, they're quite talented. and Someone was told me earlier today, they said, would you realize Arkansas State, SMU, and UCF are all top 10 in the country in scoring offense? I said, yeah, hopefully we didn't contribute to that. But, uh, you know, we, we've been facing some high-powered offenses. Obviously, they all have talented weapons on offense, the quarterbacks that can throw the ball down the field. But we've got to do a better job. And it starts with me as the head coach, just making sure that we're we're handling things the right way. But, uh not allowing the explosive, explosive plays, especially in passes uh, up and down the field.
3: Late in the first half, uh, Brady punches it in from one yard out. You're trying to get in there. You, you, you're able to get that quarterback sneak, 20-14. to 14. They respond, though, near the end, about 12 seconds to go, is Robinson again from Dylan Gabriel.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously we've been, the previous two games, we've been able to end the half with the ball in our hands and kind of come away with some points. Uh, they they were on that, uh end of that spectrum and were able to get away with it, but, you know, going into the locker room at halftime, um, you know, none of our guys felt any different. We we truly believe that we were right where we need to be in this game. Obviously, we wish the score was a little bit closer, but I told them before coming back out, I said, who cares what the scoreboard said? I said, let's do it one drive at a time, one play at a time, and at the end of it, we'll look up at the scoreboard and we'll be happy with the results. And that's the honest truth. I mean, that's exactly what I told them. I said, let's just go out there and battle down in and down out, and we'll be happy when it's all said and done.
3: Third quarter, they get the first score it Took take them about three and a half million, uh, minutes. Again, this time uh, Gabriel got loose for a 14-yard run. At that point, it gets to be 35-14, and, and you're, you're a few minutes into the third quarter. It's a 21-point game before things started rolling for you. But then you, know, you probably look up and think, okay, 35-14, we better get control of this thing really quick now.
2: Yeah, and that's why I said, look, you can't you can't make up 21 points in a, a single play. right? I wish there were those 21-point uh, <laughs> trick shots or something, you know, but uh, – that's what I told him. And, you know, that's the nice thing about having a quarterback like Brady White. You know, I, I grabbed him to the side and said, Hey, look, we got this. And, he, you know, he had a smile and he's confident. He said, No doubt. He said, Let's just go score on this next drive. And, you know, that's the reality of this whole thing. And we had a bunch of new young wide receivers out there that believed in what we were doing, they were anxious and, and so proud of their efforts.
3: You were able to, to rally three minutes later. It's the first of back to back scores. You got Wilson in from six yards from Brady, and then Brady hits uh, Javon. Uh, from 17 yards, all of a sudden, six point ball game.
2: Yep, I mean it's a whole new deal, right? The guys, the guys battled back and uh, they didn't miss a beat. You know, able to find some new targets. It was Javon Ivory's first touchdown of his collegiate career, and he'll have a bright future ahead, also.
3: Okay, let's move to the fourth quarter. And again, it's just one of those games. uh At least until late, when you're able to close the gap and get the win. It seemed like we were right on the doorstep. Here we get the momentum. They would come down and hit something, and again, here's that 93 yard pass to to O'Keefe that he broke early in the fourth quarter to to, to open it up a little bit.
2: Yeah, another explosive pass. Obviously, not too happy about that, um, but you know, look, we're learning a lot of lessons from these games. We truly really are that are going to pay dividends uh, throughout the rest of the season. But you know, obviously, the 90 yard, 93 yard plays can't. Uh, can't have those. It's going to be hard to compete with
3: anybody. And here's here's where things got wild. Four scores in the last nine, sixteen of the ball game, starting with uh, you, Brady White, three yard pass to Sean Dykes. He scored in every game this year.
2: Yeah, Sean's been phenomenal. Then you know, people ask me, hey, you know, analytics probably say don't go for two points there. Why'd you do that? And, you know, reality of this is, was we went for two because then when we scored the next time right, all we need to do is kick the extra point and win by Mm -hmm. one. And regardless of how that was going to be, and I told our team when we came off the side, I looked at and I walked up and down the offense, the defense, anybody I can find. I said, you guys understand why we went for two? A lot of them gave me big eyes and question marks. I said, look, here's the deal. We went for two. That way we're not tying the game. We're playing to win it. And I think that put some confidence in them. So they understood, okay, hey, man, we got this thing. We are playing to win this game. We're not playing to tie it. That's why we went for two. Uh, to get that opportunity, so if we did get back down there to score again, it was an extra point, and we'd be up.
3: Well, was that the series of Friday? Was that the one where Taj broke and set that up on that little shuffle path?
2: Yes, sir. That yeah. was the fourth I, down call. Yeah, it's,
3: yeah. <laughs> fourth and three. The uh, you know, Mark Giannotti was asking about the thought process, and he was asking, take me through the uh, you know the process. And the, when you were answering today, is like this: the answer is much longer than the thought process during a game because it's. I guess that's where it gets into trust in your coaching staff when either Kevin Johns or you discuss it. It's it's not like you got two or three minutes to talk about it. He probably you know, I guess calls down, Let's go for it shovel pass and you think, All right, I'm putting it in your hands but you know, if you're if you're seeing it I've got the trust in you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Kevin Johns did a phenomenal job calling the game. Uh, you know, 100% of the credit should go to the players and him as well. Uh, the players obviously executed the plan he put in place. So, you know, what a great uh, effort and job by Kevin doing that. But, yeah, with that shovel pass, right, We had something we had talked about during the week we had studied. Uh, that's part of the film study. It's our job as coaches to make sure we're putting the players in the right place. and. Well, I said, hey, we're going to go for it on the here. And he said, here are the couple of the thoughts real quick. And we chose one. And obviously Brady went out there and executed a high level. Taj broke it loose. It was, it was a neat deal.
3: But it's some of his moves, and you got to give him credit, he turned what was probably going to be a, you know, could have been a solid 10 to 15-yard gain, made that one little move, did a little ankle breaker on the D-back for UCF and, and broke it downfield.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Taj is a, another one of those young wide receivers that uh, – Stepping up a little bit earlier probably in his career than we, we expected, but, man, he's done a wonderful job. We're excited about him.
3: All right, and then uh, about four minutes later, it's Jacob Harris, a 10-yard pass again from Dylan Gabriel. It was 12 plays, 75 yards. They took 347 off the clock. and They tried to get two. Now you're playing the 2 and one game with the extra point, two point conversion. It leaves the door open at, at 49-37.
2: Yeah, it was uh, – look, they went back down and scored, and we said, okay, here we go again. It's uh, – and we knew they were going to execute. That was part of the thought process of also why we went for the onside kick later in the game. Uh, you know, there was a thought with those timeouts, do you kick the ball off? But, you know, at the end of the day, I felt like, look, we had to find a way to get another possession for ourselves because at that point we weren't as effective as we need to in stopping them.
3: And late in the game, uh, you know, we're, we're in the studio. We can't be at the game this year. But at 49-37, I'm thinking to myself, I know we can score again. But we got to get two scores, and in between, we got to stop. And it's one of those games. Both teams are moving up and down the field. You're able to hit back-to-back scores and get that critical stop in between.
2: Yeah, that was the key, right? I mean, like I told our our defense, you know, it's you know, even when they got the turnover down at the far end when they're about to go in the end zone, defend every blade of grass. It's so important, and right, and they get one more stop. It doesn't matter when it occurs in the game. Every play is so important. They got that stop, obviously uh it allowed us to go back to get the possession again as an offense to go back down
3: to score what was impressive is so kylan he goes in from 22 yards but that capped off an 84 yard drive that was only a minute 44 and then calvin's uh game winner from brady from four yards out capped off an 85 yard drive that took a minute 30
2: yeah no, look we, we do practice those uh <laughs> what we call two minute drives because we got to execute down the field and uh score so i'm glad to see the stuff that we're doing in practice is carrying over to game day
3: uh, let's talk a little bit about your uh your receivers again of course we, we had gotten the news from Devonte uh midweek so and we knew calvin was going to get thrust in the spotlight this year uh but but it's funny you were talking again on your weekly press for today that early in the season and in the summer all we're talking about well you got such a veteran team what a what a great year to become the head coach these guys know the process and now you're throwing Young, young guys in going, all right, you're, you're going to be in the spotlight. You're going to be the guy a lot sooner than you thought. And not just Calvin, but but Taj and Javon, a chance for them all to step up real early.
2: Yeah, no, it's been great. Obviously, the the two deep has changed quite a bit <laughs> from when we got there. In fact, I, I, I make sure we change out some of those things. But, uh, no, like I said, I, I, I use the word proud quite often, but truly I am. I mean, like the way they prepared – uh, a lot of people could have thrown up their hands and said, What the heck? But to see, you know, Javon and Taj, uh, who in re- reality probably weren't expecting to get a ton of reps this year, right, or, or thrown right into the starting mix. And then you got a guy like Calvin Austin, who was a walk on last year, who's first year starting, who's stepped up his game big time. We've seen the threat that Sean Dykes has continued to become. Uh, you know, you got a guy like Cameron. Wilson catching, I mean, it's just – it's it's great to see. And, you know, again, like I said, Brady White's done a great job. The offensive line did a nice job protecting for him, and uh, it made for a wonderful day.
3: We're going to talk about Brady White when we get back to you later in the show. But before we uh, hear from Richard Smith from FedEx, what, you know things are going good when you quietly get 258 yards on the ground and Rodriguez Clark quietly has another 100-yard game at 116.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, we uh, – we, we pride our, ourselves in running the football, and like you said, to have another 200-plus yard game and then Dreek Clark to be over another 100 yards rushing. Uh, and that's one of those things we're always going to be. We're not going to just be one of those teams that throws it up in the air. Obviously, we're going to take what the defense gives us, but uh, it was good to see the ground game get going again.
3: The Tigers now turned their attention to Saturday for an 11 o'clock kickoff with the Temple Owls, the only team to beat Memphis in the regular season a year ago. Double Coach Rod Carey on his wiggly presser this week talked about the challenges of facing the Tigers on the road.
1: test, they're a good football team. Obviously, a lot of the same cast of characters from last year that we played uh, here in Philly. The quarterback is back. I know their running back is gone, but they have good backs, good old line. Um, certainly, their defense returns quite a few people as well, um, and they're sound in the kicking game as usual. So, it's going to be a big challenge for us, but, uh, one I know our guys will be excited for. And, um, you know, we're working through it right now. We're about, you know, a day and a half, really a full day into it. And, um, got, uh, working to tonight, figure it out and try to get our guys the best opportunities to, uh, be successful and execute.
3: Tiger coach Ryan Silverfield on Monday's coaches show touched on last year's game and took a look at this Saturday.
2: And the, the, like I said, they, that Temple tough motto they've used for a while—it's true. I mean, think about this: everybody knows, you know, how high, how powered our offense was last year with a lot of weapons and how many points we scored. And for us to be down 16 nothing uh, in the second quarter to them, it just kind of shows, you know, their mantra—they live by it. I mean, they they're, they're tough. They're physical. Uh, they got a lot of weapons back. Their quarterbacks back too. Their starting receivers are starting. Running back, starting tight end. Uh, three of their five uh, offensive linemen have graduated already college, uh, so they got some uh, big boys up there. The defensively, they, they got the first team all conference D tackle that gave us fits last year. Uh, they got two starting quarters back, so it's it's we're gonna have our hands full, uh, but we're excited about them coming to the Liberty Bowl.
3: And, and this is a the team they've only played at two games the last two weeks, so they're probably thinking third week. They're hoping to. Hit their stride. Hopefully, they don't. Hopefully, right. we're we're in our stride right now. But they're probably thinking we we've we had to wait five weeks to play a game, and now at least maybe they think they're getting to rhythm. They're going to prevent. They're going to present uh, probably your biggest defensive challenge with their defensive. You talked about their defensive tackle and everything. They're a team that'll you know they've got some offensive weapons, but they probably don't want the game up in the high forties or fifties.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to do everything they can to steal possessions to play. Uh, fundamentally sound football that's they they've always hung their hat on you know good defenses if you look back at even their previous head coaches that they've had there before you know the, the guys that have moved on in, into other places but they've always they've had that mantra right that they, they put their that what they call their best players in the single digits and you look up for their front seven quite often has guys in single digits so you say okay it's gonna be a long hard day and uh, like I said, they gave us fits last year. They got they got some outstanding players and uh you know, we've just gotta be smart and yeah, everyone always says what's the keys to the victory, we've got to own the football and be and take it to them. We have to be the more physical team. The
3: Memphis Tigers kick off with the Temple Owls Saturday at eleven o'clock with a nine o'clock pregame on the Memphis Radio Network. It was also announced earlier this week that next week's road game at Cincinnati will also kick off at eleven. Next week on Inside Memphis Athletics, we'll take a look back at this weekend's game. We'll also look forward to another meeting with the Bearcats, and we'll talk with Memphis Athletics Director Laird Veach on his first year at the helm of the Tigers and the current state of Memphis sports. For Inside Memphis Athletics Podcast, I'm Jeff Brightwell.
1: This has been Inside Memphis Athletics, the official podcast of the Memphis Tigers. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Memphis Tigers Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at, and olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm Mm-mm.